is the um, somewhat clumsily edited excerpt from Tyrone Davis's single, I Had It All the Time. And the title of this cast, which is number 274, is Tyrone Davis and the Future of Mankind. Now, I'm loving this cast, and I can't tell you how excited I am to present it to you briefly and shortly, which is to say that there is something about the songs of Tyrone Davis, who is not alone in the pantheon of great soul singers or great pop artists, for that matter, pop interpreters. There's nothing solo in it, but he is a perfect example of what I want to say, that popular songs such as 
I Had It All the Time by Tyrone Davis, and another one which you're going to hear at the end, say more about the human condition and the human heart and our state, our inward state, which determines our outward state, more than a trillion presentations of the human situation which regard some kind of outward circumstance or outward situation or outward uh, correctional uh, place that we need to bring to bear some kind of effort that the key human universal um, dynamic is the dynamic for the soul to find its connection with God, which in this particular expression of the soul from birth to human death is located almost always fundamentally in a connection or the sought-after connection, the aspired-for, the hungered-for aspiration for connection with another human being, which is the incarnate element of what it means to relate to God in love, in two-way love, which is actually one-way love from the standpoint of the person, the soul that requires the love. Now, let me explain that, and I'm trying to be, um, I find it funny. I find the songs of Tyrone Davis very funny. Now, you may not um, immediately connect with the name Tyrone Davis, but you will once, if, if you heard the original, the original singles that, that were catapulted Tyrone Davis to fame in the late 60s and early 70s, then you will remember. I was talking to a gentleman the other day, a terrific guy who's quite um, um, traditional in many ways, as am I in so many ways, but um, he had gone to college about the same time I did, and I said, well, I was thinking about doing something about Tyrone Davis, and he didn't know what I meant. And then I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, you turn back the hands of time. He said, oh, I remember that song. Or how about, baby, can I change my mind? He said, oh, I remember that one too, but especially turn back the hands of time. So people can say they don't remember, or they can give you a line about, oh, I'm not interested in that, or that, that doesn't, I'm not connected with that, or whatever it is. And they're not telling you the truth, because every young person who has ever lived connects with some sort of music that connected with them when they were in acute, vulnerable activity and hope and hunger in their adolescent and youthful years. There, there are no exceptions to that, simply because there are no exceptions to the vulnerability that we have in our adolescence and our youth and our childhood. And that's why songs from our childhood or plays from our childhood or movies from our childhood or certain experiences from our childhood are decisive as opposed to being secondary. Well, Tyrone Davis, I love his songs because I lived his songs back when they first came out, but I've um, always loved his music. And this is interesting. This is my point. Tyrone Davis did, oh, something close to 40 singles, all told, 25 to 40 singles, and probably 60 to 150 songs over the years. His career had three great periods, one in the 60s when he was really a hot commodity, sort of an Otis Redding B-list, but Otis Redding, then then he had a disco era, you've just heard one, and then he had a later sort of trying to recoup, and, and he did have some success, but uh, Tyrone Davis's songs are hysterically funny because they are all almost all a kind of three-way dialogue between a person and himself. A fella is talking to himself about a girl he wants to get back to who has either rejected him or whom he has rejected. And he's talking to himself about how to get back to this girl, but he's also um, pitching this conversation between himself and him, you might say, between the person that wants to go and then the, the person inside him that is trying to reflect on how best to approach it, and the girl. So they're almost all an inner dialogue that is then directed to some kind of plaintive um, attempt to get the previous love to love him. There's a great line in one of them. I think you'll hear this at the end. Uh, um, 
uh, um, what is it? I wanted to, I, I wanted you so, I, I wanted her back so, but she thought not. He repeats the, the, the freshman, but she thought not uh, three different times. It's wonderful. And you have to have a slight feeling for irony. But the power of uh, Tyrone Davis's songs is they are all rather complex. They're very complex inner dialogues about a guy who's, the, the classic one is he, he gets booted out of the door by one girlfriend for having a, quote, misunderstanding. Then he goes to another girl who he obviously had been with before he got the new person. And she, he moves in with her initially, but then when she finds out that the the person in the first part of the song had booted him out. She then boots him out, and then he goes back to the first person. So there's, as far I understand it, there are three moments of encounter, none of which are really particularly successful in uh, his song. And frequently, there's a, I, I, uh, I wanted to love you, but definitely you thought not. So then I went to her, and she said, no way, I don't love you anymore. Get out of here. And then I went back to uh, you, the person he's actually pitching the song to, and I said, let me in, let me in, will you let me in? After all, honey, as you heard, he just phoned her. Wasn't that wonderful? Did you realize what he said during the phone conversation? He was in the Chicago airport. And he said, I've come all the, he said, I, 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 baby, I've had a lot of time to think and to think and reminisce. And uh, I'm a new man. I'm a new person. And I've found out, yes, of course, I had a date or two along the way, but they weren't serious because every time I was in somebody else's arms, all I could think of you because you're really the one, you're the one. And then he says, and so I'm just, if you'll stay on the phone, I'm, it'll, I love you. And I want to tell you, I love you. And it'll take just as long as it takes the cab to get me from where I am to your house. In other words, he pops the uh, the present. He is right there. We had a friend named Ross Wright who's been an Episcopal minister, a wonderful guy for years and years and years, and he promised he would visit us from a junior here abroad from Davidson, I think, Davidson or Wake Forest uh, when he was living in England. This was years ago when he'd been spending a semester at the University of Montpellier, a rather Protestant uh, university in the south of France, and he said he'd written me, he said, you know, I'd really like to come see you and we'd said sure come anytime you like and we were sort of half-hearted about it because we didn't really know him well then I get a call one day and he says um he he says well late one night we're living in Nottingham England he says I'd love to come see you would that be all right I said oh I love we'd love to have you see so glad when did you get in England he said well actually I got in this morning I said well where are you then he said well actually I'm at a phone booth at the corner of your house I'm I'm a I'm hundred yards away can I come and spend the week with you it was so funny he, he was he'd done a Tyrone Davis he was actually a in sight of our house when he called us to stay. Well, Tyrone Davis's songs are all about male-female relationships, and, the, in, and they're particularly good because they are complicated rhetorically. R- listen to them. I'm going to play one. Go on the uh, uh, um, iTunes or Spotify and listen to some Tyrone Davis's songs, and they are very complex, verbal, um, three or four voices, all one person, trying to find his way around a kind of just justification for getting somebody else to take him back. It's unbelievably, they're wonderful, albeit very rhetorical. I love them. But this is my point. Of all of Tyrone Davis's songs, and I've probably listened to 80%, not all, but maybe 80% of his songs, um, 100% of his songs are about a male-female connection that has either gone wrong, could go right, or is going right, or Um, is to be sought after having been lost in the initial situation. A hundred percent of his songs are about the hunger for a male-female connection that exists within good old T.D., Tyrone Davis. Well, I was recently looking at the... uh, the, uh, um, the Episcopal News Service, the uh, 
very comprehensive uh, news service for my own denomination. And uh, just the other day, I happened to be looking at all the items that are listed in the fairly sober um, reports of what's, quote, going on, end of quote, in the Episcopal Church and in the wider context of the Episcopal Church, even worldwide. And of the nine um, sort of articles that were being, uh, that were the headliners on the site, and then there were three or four that were sort of in the second rank, but of the nine or so in all articles that were being featured, all nine had to do with issues of social progressivism or issues of um, what we used to call the social gospel, but it today is called more like uh, activism. Nine out of nine of the pieces related to some form or another of external, uh, visible uh, activism, all of them basically well-motivated and all of them good. I mean, on their own terms, almost all of them, I mean, I might disagree with one or two, but they're almost all of them meaningful attempts to bring a Christian approach to uh, one or another uh, of the current um, problems, issues, and opportunities facing this country and the world. And yet, I thought about Tyrone Davis. 100% of his songs, 100% of them, and he had a long career and is simply reflective of the way popular music goes and popular interpretation. 100% of them are about desperate human need and desperate desires to be loved or to rekindle love or to find again a love which was meaningful. And in the case of the church, 100% of the, you might call the Tyrone Davis's songs, oddly enough, transcendent. And you read 100% of the notices in the uh, denominational news service had to do with things of this world which are passing away, none of which have to do with the real issues which actually people really bring to God, which is who am I? Why am I? How can I come out of this hole that I found myself in or that I've created myself? How can I find hope where there is disaster? How can I find significance where there is desperation? How can I find life where I now only feel death? What will prevent me from actually committing suicide given the fact that all my doors have closed and I'm feeling increasingly uh, my options are less and less and less? And I, I really am just thinking about this guy or that experience or that place where I was cared for and uh, loved and all I really want to do is find my way back to love. Now, there's a relationship of all the items that have to do with discombobulated populations and groups in the social outreach of the church, but the actual person is really looking for what Tyrone did. Baby, can I change my mind? Um, if I could only turn back the hands of time to recapture something, but I can't. Or, uh, oh, the song we're going to hear at the end of the cast is entitled, um, let's see, Is It Something You've Got? He's constantly finding arguments in favor of something very, very powerful that the girl or the woman has brought into his life that is transcendent, and he will do anything to get it back. Now, I want to read a passage. You see, what I guess I'm trying to say is, until the... Um, the voices of the church and of spirituality, and in particular of Christianity, of the Christian good news, are able to um, connect with the real problems that people have, the unarguable problems. You can tell me all you want about social migration and underserved populations and issues of justice. You can tell me all you want about group matters, group inclusions, group identities, and group um, initiatives. Um, you can tell me all you want about that, but when I'm dying, I'm not thinking about my group. I'm not thinking about my gender, in fact. I'm not thinking about my race. 
I'm not thinking about slave owners uh, who lived 200 years ago. Um, all of that's important and could be in certain times in my life absolutely decisive. But what I'm thinking about in the moment of truest need, remember that wonderful thing in Eat, Pray, Love when the woman, uh, Sarah Gilbert, whatever, Ms. Gilbert, discovers that the only issue that the young refugee women to whom she's attempting to sort of have a relationship with and whom she's interviewing on board the sort of boat people, the Cambodian boat people migration to find a home either in Singapore or Australia or in New Zealand or wherever it was, that they're really not thinking about Ho Chi Minh or the, the, um, the, the Khmer Rouge or whoever it is that's driven them out or the communists or the capitalist, she's really thinking about another guy on the boat who's hitting on her. Who's, uh, but she has a boyfriend already. But she likes this guy, but he's married. I mean, that's all she really wants to talk about. And then she talks to a guy, another guy on the boat. And yes, of course, she might, he might talk about uh, he's an underserved population, to put it mildly. And all he's really thinking about is some girl he left behind or some girl he's seen recently who he's interested in. And, and that's really the, that's the clock. That's the spring of his life. I'm going to read you a little passage from, uh, which puts it in even a, a wider context, in my opinion, the Tyrone Davis, who actually says more about the future of your life and the way it's going to see. It feels this way in your, when you're 19, his songs, but it's going to feel that way when you're 79, if you make it. We've recently been looking at the uh, at a 50th anniversary book for a college that Mary and I both attended, a 50th reunion class for the in this case the class of 69 uh and 1969 and um um my sister used to say she transferred into the class of 1969 just to say that she was in the class of 69 <laughs> that's how involved we were with the uh below the surface uh themes but you read this uh, class of 69 and it is extraordinary the number of people who died it is extraordinary the number of classmates of ours of Mary's in this case or but people I knew who have died I mean, it's just beyond belief how many people that we knew, just as living and breathing as you and I are right now, who are no longer here. What only matters is uh, what happens, uh, you know, what we're, it's a breath. We're a breath. I mean, come on, we're a breath. Are, are you willing to say that? Now listen to what writer Haggard, my great hero from the early 20th century, who wrote so many books, including King Solomon's Minds, etc., etc., She, etc., uh, Alan Quatermain, at the beginning of his uh, 1919 novel, Ryder Haggard puts in the mouth of his hero, Alan Quatermain, in his book, She and Alan, the following words. You will have noted how memory fails us as we advance in years. We recollect with an almost painful exactitude what we experienced and saw in our youth, but the happenings of our middle life slip away from us or become blurred, like a stretch of low-lying landscape overflowed by grey and nebulous mist. Far off the sun still seems to shine upon the plains and hills of early manhood and our adolescence. As yet, it shines about us upon the fleeting hours of our middle of our age, that ground on which we stand today. But the valley between is filled with fog. Yes, even the prominences of that period that is between our earliest life and now, which symbolize the more startling events of that recent past, often are lost in this confusing fog. Now, um, what that really means is that uh, um, the great issues of your life were, were fought in your youth and adolescence. Many of them were lost. Oh, do you know what uh, Tyrone Davis's first single, first successful single was entitled? It was entitled, I'm Running a Losing Race. <laughs> I think that's, we were with a fellow who's uh, 
trying so hard to win the affection of a, an older lady of who's, uh, who's available and who is his age, and he's very available, but it's not going well. And I played him this song, and he, I, I said, you know, Tyrone Davis's first single is entitled, I'm Running a Losing Race. And I played him the song, and he looked at he, he just, with great wisdom and some pathos, shook his head, and he said, boy, that's me. Now, um, y- your race was run. You're still alive. But it's Tyrone Davis's questions. I mean, even now you want love. You, 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 you don't want to be alone. I mean, all the women we know, I mean, the widowhood fact, which is not spoken about enough in churches, especially people don't want to hear, but the vast majority of women whom I know um, who are my age are either widows or becoming widows, uh, will, are soon to be widows. And uh, no one wants to be alone. I don't care who you are and what circumstances, unless you're some kind of pathological person, the vast majority of humankind do not desire to be individually alone. Just as no one who's 18 or 14 or 12 wants to be alone. And that is why the great universal truths of life are enshrined in Tyrone Davis, whose songs really are the future of mankind, uh, as opposed to all the present um, runnings around which have to do with abstractions and groups which are not, in fact, what you will be thinking about. When, to quote Bob Dylan, the deal comes down. Thank you very much. And here's Tyrone Davis again. God bless. When I first said I was leaving Girl, I didn't think I would have to stay gone so long All but now five weeks have ended And I just realized that I did you wrong But just think, y'all, I thought I was a big thing But apparently she thought not There must be something that I'm missing it's something that she's got Oh, babe What is that you got now, babe? Oh, I thought I had your mind right Cause this is what you led me to believe Oh, but now I'm the one who's uptight And baby, I'm the one who's got to flee just think, y'all, I thought I was a big thing But apparently she thought not There must be something that I'm missing Or is it something that she's got? Oh, baby.